What Really Happened with your host, Mike Rivero. Putting America first, second, and third. Here is your host, Michael Rivero. Welcome to our show today. It is Friday, July 21st, 2023. Thank goodness it's Friday. Thank goodness it's Friday. Thank goodness it's Friday. I don't know about you. It's been a really rough week, and I need a little bit of a rest this weekend here. Anyway, it's another very, very busy news day. We're going to try and get as much of it in as we can before it's time to open up the phone lines for your comments, questions, observations, and opinions. Mike is in our control room taking care of business, so let's get right on into it. Now, over the last few days, we've been seeing these hearings in uh, the House of Representatives talking about the uh, uh, interference in the investigation into the uh, Hunter Biden, Joe Biden bribery scandal, as well as the weaponization of uh, the uh, media against the American people. And possibly as an illustration of that last one, uh, the fake news, the corporate mainstream media basically did not cover either of these hearings. Okay, I mean, it was just uh, really very obvious. They absolutely do not want to go there. They don't want to touch it. Uh, ABC uh, uh, absolutely skipped uh, the whole thing because it doesn't fit the narrative that Biden is a good president and we should all love him and bow down to him and so forth and so on here. Now, Kevin Brock, a former FBI assistant director of intelligence under George W. Bush, told the news outlet Just the News there is enough material to warrant a full criminal investigation being opened on the current president, Joe Biden. I wish they would investigate that 2020 election. And uh, Mr. Brock uh, referred to an FBI memo that was made public by Senator Chuck Grassley. That's that FD 1023 form. Uh, And uh, basically talking about this pay-to-play bribery scandal involving then-Vice President Joe Biden and an executive from Burisma, a Ukrainian gas company. And the informant told FBI agents Hunter Biden was hired by Burisma as a means to get his father, Joe Biden, to shield the company from problems. And we all know how it worked. I mean, Joe Biden even bragged on video how he'd gotten this Ukrainian prosecutor who was investigating Burisma uh, fired. And uh, so it's it's out there. And uh, Jonathan Turley who's a law professor at George Washington University, uh, is saying it's just getting worse day by day and that a special counsel is definitely needed at this particular point. And, uh, uh, you know, this top Burisma executive felt he was pushed to uh, pay the Bidens $5 million each for father and son. And... uh, Yeah, it's, you know, and then you have the FBI covering up for them. That's rather chilling here. Now, here is an interesting article. This is from the Daily Mail, and it says Hunter Biden is the ultimate white privilege guy. Uh, He could potentially face up to 10 criminal referrals and uh, vows the top Republican investigating President Biden and his son's business dealing, he says, far exceeds $25 million in foreign payments. And I'm sure we'd all like to see Hunter Biden get his little perp walk on on the bribery and the corruption and so forth. Uh, But, you know, Daddy's probably just going to pardon him anyway. And uh, people are saying, well, you know, if Biden loses the election next year, then he can't pardon Hunter Biden. But if you will remember back during that whole Watergate scandal, when Gerald R. Ford was sworn in following Nixon's resignation, he issued a blanket pardon to all the people involved in Watergate, even those who had not yet gone to trial. So there is, unfortunately, sadly, a legal precedent for Biden simply saying, I'm going to pardon him right now. 
you know, stop investigating. I'm going to pardon him. So uh, Republican calls to impeach Biden grow following the release of the FBI document uh, detailing the bribery allegations. And uh, it would be nice if the House of Representatives would impeach Joe Biden. But, of course, it would require the Senate uh, to actually remove Joe Biden from office. And the Senate is under Democratic control. And the Democrats don't care what's right or wrong or what crimes may have been uh, uh, committed. It's just, you know, we're, we're on the side of our side. And our side's the good side. And the other side is the bad side and so forth and so on. Meanwhile, the two IRS whistleblowers who testified before the House earlier this week uh, are getting ready to provide Congress with additional documentation, substantial their allegations and so they're going to provide a lot more material uh, and at some point the house is going to have to act on it or they're going to be damaging their own election chances next year by knowing what was going on and failing to do anything about it and as a matter of fact confidence in the GOP is already taking a bit of a beating because you know for all the talk I mean they're up there talking all the time about impeachment corruption we got to do something they haven't actually done anything they haven't done anything about Joe Biden. They haven't done anything about, you know, uh, uh, the attorney general. They haven't done anything about the head of the FBI. It's just all talk and no action. And uh, people are noticing it, and they're becoming very, very upset. Now, over at Zero Hedge, uh, Victor Davis Hansen had an article called The Biden Family Caricatures, in which he says the Biden family seems determined to confirm every stereotype of their antisocial behavior to the point of dysfunctionality. And uh, he starts off talking about how during the 2020 campaign, at least eight women alleged that then-candidate Joe Biden had serially and improperly touched, kissed, or grabbed them. And, of course, we have all these photos of Joe Biden, you know, you know giving inappropriate hugs and sniffs uh, to, to very, very young girls. Uh, Tara Reid uh, alleged she was sexually assaulted by Biden. Biden, of course, said uh, uh, it never happened, and he didn't remember Tara Reid. But there's a photo circulating on Twitter right now of Biden and Tara Reid standing side by side and uh, looking very friendly. Now, Biden was finally forced to apologize for some of his behavior. Uh, basically, he said, I, I get it. I get it here. And uh, he claimed he would no longer improperly invade the private space of women and had meant no harm. Okay. Now, women as diverse as former Education Secretary Betsy DeVos and Biden's own daughter-in-law, Kathleen Bill, have both alleged in their memoirs that Biden made them feel uncomfortable through his intrusive touching and embraces. And, of course, we have that ugly story that Ashley Biden wrote in her diary about when she was an adolescent. Joe Biden would take showers with her, and looking back, she considers that uh, to have been uh, very uh, inappropriate. And uh, even while president, you know, Biden will be talking to an audience and he'll just all of a sudden call out young girls in the audience and comment on how attractive they look. Not exactly presidential decorum, in my opinion here. All right. Now, Marjorie Taylor Greene is calling on President Joe Biden and his family to submit to drug testing uh, after cocaine was found in the West Wing uh, of the White House in early July. Now, the Secret Service closed their investigation. They didn't talk to anybody. 
Uh, there are allegations they actually destroyed the evidence, and everybody is screaming cover-up, and that's why Marjorie Taylor Greene is saying, you know, let's, uh, you know, let's do some drug testing. Now, there's good news and there's bad news on that. The bad news is cocaine leaves the human body in just four days. However, it leaves traces in the hair, which, as it grows, provides a timeline of drug use. And it was by this technology it was confirmed that Napoleon Bonaparte had, in fact, been poisoned at the time of his death. Now, the other day we had this uh, rather interesting video of Joe Biden chatting with Israeli pre- the Israeli president. And... Um, he actually wasn't chatting. He was more like mumbling. He was avoiding eye contact. He was looking down at himself. He looked like he was about to nod off at one point. So Fox News host Martha McCallum questioned White House spokesman John Kirby over the mumbling, saying, why is it so hard to understand what the president is trying to say there? And Kirby, maintaining a straight face, said Biden had been very, very clear while making his comments. <clears throat> okay. So your pants are on fire. Anyway, uh, there is an interesting report coming out of Station Gossip that the White House is making, um, uh, installing precautions, if you will, because of Biden's old age. I presume that means additional handrails, things like that. And uh, apparently there is a stumbling issue related to his old age, which is something, you know, Claire can identify with. And again, not wishing any uh, uh, harm to Joe Biden personally. I think it's wise and prudent that they're adding in these little extra precautions here. Now, getting on back to the second House hearing regarding censorship, um, uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s feedback, despite attempts to shut him down, they wanted to censor him in the hearing on censorship. And he basically said, once you start censoring, you're on your way to dystopia and totalitarianism. Once you are able to censor public discussion, the government can get away with anything that they want to do. And that is really uh, the danger there. And sometimes it's not being handled all that well, because recently there was a revelation that the FBI collaborated with the Ukrainian intelligence agency to censor American speech, a clear violation of the First Amendment. And the FBI was uh, then embarrassed when it turned out the Ukrainian intelligence agency had been infiltrated by Russians who were directing the FBI to censor uh, commentary uh, that was, uh, you know, not in their benefit, so to speak here. Now, the First Amendment of the Constitution, and the reason it is the First Amendment, it's the bedrock of our political system. It's who we are as a nation. We have the Bill of Rights, freedom of speech, and so forth. It guarantees every American the right to speak his or her mind freely and without interference from the government. It is predicated on the understanding that no government official has a monopoly on the truth and that every American is capable of evaluating competing claims and deciding for themselves what they're going to believe. Okay? So anyway, back in uh, February, as part of its investigation into the government's role in censoring lawful speech on social media platforms, the Committee on the Judiciary issued a subpoena to Meta, 
the parent company of Facebook and Instagram, and Alphabet, the parent company of Google and YouTube. And documents obtained in response to those subpoenas reveal that the FBI, on behalf of this compromised uh, Ukrainian intelligence agency, requested and in some cases directed the world's largest social media platforms to censor Americans engaging in constitutionally protected speech online. And I want to make a point here because, uh, you know, when uh, uh, the founding fathers wrote freedom of speech and of the press, that's all there was, talking to each other or printing a newspaper. But as new technologies came along, like the telegraph and the radio and television and so forth, the Supreme Court has repeatedly said the First Amendment applies to those platforms as well. And based on that legal precedent, the First Amendment applies to discussions on the Internet, on social media. And so clearly the government has broken the contract with America uh, by basically ignoring uh, several sections of the Bill of Rights. Now, there's an article over at Zero Hedge talking about the censor's strategy on display. And we've heard this trilogy sort of before. It's deny, deflect, defend. And uh, despite the uproar surrounding the case, Judge Terry Doty's order in Missouri versus Biden was straightforward. It simply said government actors cannot collude with social media companies to censor content containing protected free speech. It doesn't get simpler than that. Now, unfortunately, that uh, injunction issued by uh, the judge has been blocked by another judge while the Missouri versus Biden case continues through the court system here. All righty. A federal judge has set the official date for the trial in the case of the classified documents that Jack Smith has brought against Donald Trump. It is set for Monday, May 20th, 2024, right in the middle of primary season. Obviously, it is another political operation. And uh, again, you know, uh, Trump, uh, as president, did have the authority to declassify documents just by saying this is now declassified, and he had the right to take some of these papers for his personal uh, uh, memoirs, mementos, and for his library. So they don't really have a case. This is just another attempt to try and smear Donald Trump in the eyes of the public, who, according to the latest polls, are not buying any bit of this whatsoever. And now down in Georgia, they're going to throw a racketeering charge at Trump, supposedly over his attempt to influence the election down there in Georgia. Okay. Now, Representative Matt Gates uh, uh, last Wednesday announced he would introduce legislation to defund special counsel Jack Smith. And uh, uh, it sounds good, and the House will probably pass it, but uh, the Senate won't. And even if the Senate does, Joe Biden will just veto it. You know, unfortunately, even though uh, the House is under Republican control, they are still checkmated by a Democratic White House and a Democratic Senate. And uh, the Democrats are basically attacking our democracy. Remember that comment from the hearing about, you know, the FBI and the CIA and DOJ, we're holding back, you know, uh, we're holding democracy in check, I think was the exact quote here. And uh, they're engaging in election interference. Uh, the U.S. Congress has the ability to stop this. And if we don't find some way to uh, uh, defeat the election fraud, uh, the Democrats are going to sweep next year's elections. You know, they, they went into a panic when Republicans took control of the House of Representatives because they knew there were going to be investigations and hearings, and uh, they are scared and desperate and, you know, des 
cornered animals are the most dangerous, as, as the old saying goes here. All righty. <clears throat> now, Donald Trump has hinted he may skip the GOP primary debates. Uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis disagrees with that. Uh, he should show up and make his case. He should join the debate. I absolutely agree. I think the optics of not bothering to show up for the debate uh, is going to work against Donald Trump. Yes, he is way, way ahead in the polls. But, you know, he's done very well in past debates. Yeah, and uh, this is a chance for him to come on out and, you know, air some of his grievances against the deep state. And uh, he should show up. He absolutely should show up to the debates. Okay, now getting on back to fact checks and uh, censorship and so forth, uh, it only applies to certain groups, certain interests, and certain topics. Ilhan Omar uh, went on her Twitter feed and said the earth just broke the record for the hottest day in 120,000 years. In fact, we broke it on three separate days, and she called for a national climate emergency. Well, Twitter didn't seem to have a problem with that, even though a uh, fact check by Community Notes said that the source for this claim is the University of Maine Climate Reanalyzer, which has added a notice making it clear it should not be taken as official observation records. And the scientific reality is that prior to about 100 years ago, okay, there was no way to keep a record of daily temperatures, certainly not 120,000 years ago. Uh, okay, so, uh, again, if at first you don't succeed, lie, lie again. Okay, let's talk about Sound of Freedom. There's an article over at the Truth Seeker saying that there is something terribly wrong with the media's reaction to Sound of Freedom. Now, the movie is based on the true story of an American hero who saved hundreds of children from sexual slavery. Meanwhile, Bloomberg and the Washington Post hired a pro-pedophile advocate to attack the movie and try and link it with QAnon conspiracies. And, you know, you have to ask the question, who would be opposed to ending child sex trafficking? Well, the child sex traffickers, obviously, they're going to be opposed to that. They're going to be very unhappy with that. Uh, one illustration of that is that YouTube appears to be removing content featuring or even merely reviewing the movie Sound of Freedom. Supposedly, it, th- this content violates community guidelines, uh, you know, and uh, they're censoring this anti-child trafficking movie. Now, former Navy SEAL and CIA contractor Sean Ryan posted screenshots of the back end of his YouTube account showing that a a two-and-a-half-minute preview video of an upcoming interview with the film's star Jim uh, Cavazell had been removed. And YouTube has also declared the content titled Actor Jim Cavazell Unveils Dark Truth Behind the Trafficking of Children as Ineligible for Monetization. I know how that feels. Now, there's a little side story that just emerged, and uh, basically they filmed part of this movie down in Colombia. And uh, Cavizel's wife was very concerned about, you know, traveling to Colombia. It's very dangerous down there. So they hired 30 ex-Navy SEALs to protect the production. And it turns out during the production, some of those Navy SEALs took part in a child rescue action that rescued about 200 children from human traffickers in Colombia. We've got to take a break for commercials, and we'll be right back.
standing six foot four, weighing 245 pounds of crime fighting, political science, analyzing brawn. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Patrick Slattery. So, Mike, get off this anti cicada agenda. I'm a born again traditional Christian, and my favorite possessions are right here on my nightstand. That would be the King James Bible and my 357 revolver. I'd rather be ruled by Chinamen than Jews. Cool it with the anti Semitic remarks, right? Just because you steal an election and terminate the republic doesn't mean you terminate the people in the republic, because we're still here. I'm not taking the vaccine. Thank you, Bill Gates. There was a way forward still on January 6th. What needed to be done is to object to every single state. The COVID-19 virus was the setup. The vaccine could very well be a bioweapon. The Patrick and Jeremy Show. Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company? And it would pay for itself in just six weeks. When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F dot com. And hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. Find your inner rebel at Dixie Republic, the world's largest Confederate store, located in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. The anti-white, anti-Christ, anti-Southern world ends at the asphalt. Welcome to God's country. Log on to DixieRepublic.com to view our Southern merchandise, from flags to t-shirts to artwork. At the store, browse through our extensive collection of belt buckles and have a custom-made leather belt handcrafted in our Johnny Rebs gun and leather shop. That's DixieRepublic.com, where you can meet all of your Southern needs. Support those that support the network. Support Dixie Republic at DixieRepublic.com. Email ProudSouthern123 at gmail.com and let them know that RBN sent you. silver spoon great-grandson of the oil tycoon raised by wolves thinks he owns the moon socialist banker to the one world goons davy rockefeller chairman of the cfr and uh welcome back to the show and uh linda carter of uh, tv's wonder woman fame uh, put out a tweet mocking sex trafficking as a conspiracy theory, then quickly tried deleting it, but but not before people uh, got it and said, yeah, come on, Linda, this is, this is real. If it's a conspiracy theory, what did they throw Jeffrey Epstein in jail for and uh, Jelaine Maxwell? And uh, uh, Linda was making a nasty dig at Twitter, the right, and, of course, the movie Sound of Freedom. 
and uh, the reaction caused her to uh, delete it. And uh, a little personal memory here, I actually got to work briefly with Linda Carter on a movie called The Last Song, and uh, I was an extra playing a police detective, and they shot Linda doing her lines, and then they shot my reaction to it, and for some reason when they were shooting my reaction, Linda just started giggling. I just couldn't stop giggling. Fortunately, I was able to complete the shot without uh, reacting to it, but it just struck me as kind of odd. Anyway, uh, getting into other news here. Today, America First Legal filed a lawsuit against the Metropolitan Government of Nashville and Davidson County for violating the Public Records Act and concealing the manifesto of Nashville school shooter Audrey Hale. And, yeah, why are they withholding it? What is in there that they don't want the public to see? Now, on April 24th of this year, Plaintiff Michael Patrick Leahy of Star News Digital Media requested the Metro Nashville Police release Hale's manifesto and the autopsy report related to the brutal murder of six people at the Covenant School. Uh, the next day, the police denied releasing the manifesto, citing an allegedly ongoing criminal investigation even though the suspect had been shot dead, and denied the release of the autopsy reports for the same reason. So, um, yeah, they're, they're covering something up there. All righty. <clears throat> the uh, White House is now taking an interest in artificial intelligence, and apparently they have this... Uh, uh, confab there and microsoft google and OpenAI uh, are some of seven ai companies that commit to safeguards uh in ai at the white house request which basically means uh they're going to make sure the ai fits in with the liberal agenda and if you've worked with chat gpt which actually is a lot of fun uh it does have a clear liberal bias built into it all righty up in the state of maine Democratic Governor Janet Mills just vetoed a bill that was aimed at banning foreign influence in the state of Maine elections. Now, state law bans foreign nationals and companies from donating to any candidate's campaign in the state. However, they currently do not address referendums. The bill addressed this loophole, and this Democratic governor uh, vetoed it. So... Like I said, next year, there's going to be a lot of election fraud. So let's talk about COVID. And uh, apparently, uh, science magazines, uh, medical journals, are starting to acknowledge that autoimmune disorders are linked to the COVID shots. Now, autoimmune disorders are linked to a lot of different vaccines. Um, PMR, which I had to deal with, uh, was linked to a Pfizer vaccine. In fact, I had a doctor one time, not the one that I actually go to, uh, say that if, if you heard autoimmune in the description of any illness, nine times out of ten, you're talking about an adverse vaccine reaction. Okay. Now, yesterday, Rand Paul moved to prosecute Anthony Fauci. He, he referred Fauci to the Department of Justice for prosecution for lying to Congress under the oath. Looking at how the Department of Justice is protecting the Bidens, I'm not expecting them to do anything, but it was a nice gesture on Rand Paul's part. And uh, I'm sure this is purely a coincidence, uh, but this morning uh, there was a fire at the building that houses the Bowling Green office of Kentucky Senator Rand Paul, as well as a local uh, law firm, and the cause of the fire is still under investigation. 
Sure, I'm sure it's just a coincidence, completely coincidental here. Okay, now Pfizer and Moderna are facing legal action in Australia over their failure to obtain necessary genetically modified organism licenses in their COVID-19 vaccine. The lawsuit was filed in Australia's federal court on July 6th, accusing these pharmaceutical giants of dealing with genetically modified organisms without the required paperwork. And uh, the court case identified as Julian Edge versus Pfizer, Australia PTY Limited and Anor marks a milestone in the ongoing global discourse around the risks of these experimental COVID-19 vaccines and the still experimental uh, mRNA technology, which uh, is very, very dangerous. I mean, genetic engineering uh, is a bigger threat to humanity than nuclear power. If you have a meltdown at Three Mile Island or Chernobyl or Fukushima, you cover it all over and and you just deal with it. But if you put out a bad gene and it breaks into the wild, it goes everywhere. And that is a problem. We've got to take another break for commercials and we will be right back. are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try Hemp Paste for the price of a cup of coffee. HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at RepublicBroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com slash RBN. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. 
Here's some interesting news. Due to all the recent claims about possible nuclear wars, viruses, solar flares, and civil unrest, people are scrambling to prepare and stockpile food. But the one thing out of reach for many is an underground bunker. Until now. Because you can now have a 3D printed underground bunker in just one day. An excavator digs a hole in your backyard and 3dbunkers.com shows up in a small truck and sets up their 3D printer under a tent completely undetected. They can print as many rooms as you want at a fraction of the cost compared to traditional metal bunkers. 3D Bunkers uses polymer concrete, which is five times stronger than regular cement. YouTube 3DBunkers.com and watch the video. The creators of 3D Bunkers is looking for a business partner that can help bring this technology to the world. And we need to protect our way of life without living in fear. Contact Brad at 3DBunkers.com for more details or visit 3DBunkers.com. Some are maxed out all their credit cards Some are working two jobs and living in cars Minimum wage won't pay for a roof Won't pay for a drink if you gotta have proof Just scratch yourself, Mr. CEO See how far $5.15 an hour will go Take a part-time job at one of your stores I bet you can't make it here anymore And welcome back to our show here and uh, apparently, uh, clinical trial documents suggest that Moderna skimped on autopsies and discounted serious injuries. Now, there's this 13,685-page tranche of documents related to Moderna's COVID-19 vaccine clinical trials were released Tuesday, and they include details about the deaths of 16 trial participants, the prevalence of severe adverse events, and other abnormalities. Now, these documents had been submitted to the FDA as part of the licensing process for Moderna's Spikevax COVID-19 vaccine, and the documents expose an utter lack of thoroughness on how the trials were conducted. And uh, this is all coming from Defending the Republic, a Dallas-based nonprofit that obtained the documents via a still-pending Freedom of Information Act lawsuit against Moderna. And now we know why the FDA wanted to wait 75 years to release all of this stuff. And uh, so, anyway, <clears throat> I totally missed this the other day. Um, 83 Republicans decided to vote with Democrats to kill an amendment that would rehire the pilots fired by their airlines for refusing to take the COVID vaccine. This is one of the stupidest things I have ever heard. The vaccinated pilots are at risk from dropping dead mid-flight. It's already happened several times. Hiring back the unvaccinated pilots would make air travel safer. Does nobody really think about what this, what they're doing here? Do they not like work it all the way through to the possible outcomes? It's amazing here. There's another article along the same situation here. This is from Global Research saying that, you know, forcing our military to get these vaccines uh, actually has a negative effect on national security because these soldiers, sailors, airmen, women, whatever, you know, they could, be, they could drop dead just in the middle of com, uh, combat. And combat is very, very stressful, which is going to exacerbate the strain on their heart. And if their heart has already been damaged by the spike protein, you're going to have a real problem. You know, in between that and this wokeness campaign in the military, it's almost like the United States wants to lose the next war. And uh, certainly the globalists do. Anyway... 
Um, let's see. Um, whistleblower Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long speaks out in a meeting today set up by Senator Ron Johnson. Army Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long reported that over a month ago, uh, she'd submitted a sworn affidavit in court warning the military of what was happening to Army personnel. And numerous soldiers and DOD civilians have told me they were sick, bedridden, debilitated, and unable to work for days to weeks after the vaccination. Uh, she also reviewed three flight crew members' medical records, all of which presented with both significant and aggressive systemic health issues. And uh, she received word of one fatality and two ICU cases uh, in Fort Hood. The deceased was an Army pilot who could have been flying at the time. All three pulmonary embolism events happened within 48 hours of their vaccination. Okay? I mean, that's how dangerous this stuff is. And so <clears throat> they want vaccinated military in the field and vaccinated pilots flying people around the country. Does not really make any sense. And I understand one reason why they don't want to acknowledge this. They're still trying to, you know, pretend that the COVID mRNA shots were safe and effective and healthy and, you know, that any concerns about harm is just part of the vast right-wing conspiracy, as Hillary would say. Now, this is a really interesting story, and you're probably going to laugh. This is coming out of the blaze. The new director of the CDC, Mandy Cohen, wants the agency to build trust with Americans. Okay, and uh, Dr. Cohen acknowledged the agency has lost some of the public's trust in the past few years, I might add with good reason, and uh, she says that she intends to refocus the energy on building that trust. Well, there's an old saying, I, I think it's Dutch, trust arrives on foot but departs on horseback. It's going to take a very long time for the CDC to win back the trust of the public. The same could be said for the corporate media. The same can be said for government in general. Now, in Appleton, Wisconsin, there is a lawsuit going on. And uh, uh, basically, it's an issue of life or death. Should healthcare workers have the right to unilaterally and with limited liability label patients as do not resuscitate effectively killing them under the pretense of standards of care's protocol. Now, what this is all about is uh, uh, the lawsuit Shara versus Ascension Health et al. And it alleges that Appleton's Ascension St. Elizabeth Hospital bears responsibility for the death of the plaintiff's daughter, Grace Shara, a 19-year-old with Down syndrome, who was killed on October 13, 2021, after medical personnel fraudulently labeled her as a DNR patient, administered a combination of lethal and unnecessary drugs, and then refused the pleas of the patient's family to perform life-saving measures such as CPR. Now, as I used to understand it, the only person who can authorize uh, a DNR is the patient themselves in, uh, you know, uh, a medical directive, uh, last will or living will, uh, or the immediate family. Uh, up until now, I never heard of the staffers at a hospital being able to say, oh, let's DNR this person, just get rid of them. I mean, it's terrible. All righty, now, UK health officials and the World Health Organization are starting to scream about this deadly virus sweeping through Europe, and of course, they're talking about this Crimean-Congo hemorrhagic fever, and uh, 
depending upon the quality of care that you get, uh, its lethality rate goes between 10% and up to 40% of the patients who get it uh, die. And, of course, it's a horrible death, hemorrhagic fever. You're bleeding from everywhere, your eyes, your ears, your nose, everything. And, uh, of course, this is going to make the population reduction people quite happy. And uh, given what we now know about the origins of COVID itself, I'm wondering if this is another, um, you know, creation in a laboratory. Certainly the U.S. has been uh, running these laboratories all over. They finally canceled funding for Wuhan, uh, but they had all these other labs in Ukraine. Okay, let's get to the international news. And there's been an interesting phenomenon in the corporate media. They are starting to acknowledge Ukraine is losing and will have to give territorial concessions to Russia to end the war, and simply the West can do no more, which is accurate. We're out of money, we're out of ammunition, and uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, it's serious. Uh, Over at the Wall Street Journal, uh, they had an article, Rapid Loss of Tanks Shocked Kiev and the West. The rapid loss of tanks and armored personnel carriers given by the West to Kiev for its armed forces counteroffensive has shocked Ukraine and its allies. Over at the Telegraph in London, uh, the West will call on Kiev for territorial concessions to Russia. The losses suffered by the armed forces of Ukraine cast a shadow on the reputation of the Bradleys, Leopards, and other weapon systems of the NATO countries. The biggest losses in the armored units of Ukraine are caused by Russian helicopters. Actually, a lot of losses are to Russian minefields as well. And uh, as far as the Bradley, I mean, that really didn't have a good reputation to begin with if you go back to the Pentagon Wars. All right. Now, country music star Garth Brooks and his wife, singer Tricia Yearwood, went on social media to urge fans to donate money to Ukraine. This is obviously in addition to the over $110 billion, with a B, that American taxpayers have sent to Kiev. And Brooks said, uh, we stand with Ukraine, especially the refugees. And I don't know, I, I, I think that uh, Garth may get the uh, Bud Light treatment for that one, because... The the Ukraine war is very unpopular with the American people. Now, Vladimir Putin came on out and said it's obvious that Western supporters of the Kiev regime are disappointed with the results of Ukraine's long-anticipated counteroffensive. In other words, it was a huge fizzle. In fact, uh, Russia actually gained territory uh, during the so-called counteroffensive. And... um, (laughs) It's a mess. It is really a fluster cluck over there. Meanwhile, for the third night in a row, Russia launched massive combined missile strikes sweeping Ukrainian ports and targets along the Black Sea coastline. They're turning Ukraine into a landlocked country. And the attack mainly involved supersonic P-800 Onyx Iskander cabalistic missiles with air, navy, and drone support. And uh, according to Ukrainian data, uh, the uh, uh, oil tanks at two of the major oil companies were destroyed. Must have been a heck of a fire. Several law enforcement vessels were also sunk. A hotel with Western mercenaries in Nikolaev was hit by a cruise missile. And at least 50 mercenaries are reported missing from that one. Now, remember the recent attack on the Crimean Bridge? 
uh, and it was reported that uh, the attackers used a British-made underwater drone. Now we're finding out that there is a group of British military intelligence freelancers uh, that has been working with Ukraine since April of last year's and that they are probably the ones who helped target that bridge which took out a section of the roadway, killed two civilians, and orphaned a 14-year-old girl. And um, so, anyway, uh, this may be another reason why Biden did not want an audit of the weapons and money going to Ukraine. Um, The Department of Defense, Office of the Inspector General, actually ran their own study on where the weapons were going. Now, I linked to their final report from uh, the uh, What Really Happened website, and a lot of it is redacted. But somebody had an unredacted scan, which I also posted in the story. And basically, it's talking about the large number of weapons uh, that were diverted from uh, Ukraine's war effort and sold on the black market including grenade launchers and machine guns. So that's why you know, Biden said, no, we don't need an inspector general. We don't need an audit. Just trust us. It's all, it's all going for good reasons here. Now, people living near Poland's border with Belarus said yesterday they could hear shooting and helicopters after Russia's Wagner Group arrived to train Belarusian special forces just a few miles from the frontier, compounding their fears the Ukrainian war could reach them. And, um, yeah, it's serious. Meanwhile... Uh, Warsaw's increasingly hostile attitude uh, requires more attention to ensure the security of Russia and Belarus, according to Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov. Poland has decided to deploy its military troops on the eastern border. That happened last Tuesday. So everybody's rattling their sabers just as hard as they can. All right, now, Kiev is upping the ante. They are now saying they will treat all vessels sailing toward Russia's Black Sea ports as if they are carrying military supplies uh, and they will be uh, they'll be fired on, you know, uh, even if all they're carrying is uh, humanitarian aid or cargo. They're basically saying, you know, uh, you're not going to get there. So Russia is now conducting uh, warship drills in the Black Sea. They're going to have to form uh, escort duty to escort these uh, cargo ships in and out of uh, the ports. All right. Now, there's been another incident down in Syria, and uh, apparently one of the F-16s, uh, flying for the U.S.-led coalition, locked onto a Russian plane with its targeting system. Okay, not just scanning with radar, but actually locking on. And, of course, Russian aircraft have got these uh, systems which detect when they're being locked onto, so they can evade. So do American planes, by the way. And, of course, the Reconciliation Center is saying, no, this is a tacky no-no uh, to scare our flight crews like that. Down in Israel, uh, former Shin Bet chief Nadav Argaman said that Netanyahu's judicial overhaul could actually result in an Israeli civil war. And uh, it might. The population is definitely not uh, uh, in agreement with Netanyahu's plan. Meanwhile, Turkey, I guess, is still trying to play peacemaker. They're going to host Netanyahu and Abbas separately next week. They're going to be three days apart and... uh, they're, they're going to hold talks with uh, 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 Erdogan, 
and uh, change, exchange views on current and regional affairs. But they're not going to have Netanyahu and Abbas in the same room at the same time. Probably a wise thing to do. Down in Pakistan, their interior minister uh, on Wednesday accused former Prime Minister Imran Khan of exposing an official secret document last year to falsely claim he was ousted from power in a plot by Washington. And the government is going to bring criminal charges against Khan over the action. And uh, he's alleging that the former premier's abuse of an official secret document has harmed Pakistan's foreign relations. So this kind of crazy, and this is not confined to Washington, D.C. Down in India, another very ugly incident took place. Uh, India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi has pledged to punish a mob after a viral video footage showed them stripping two Christian women, parading them naked around a village in the state of Manipur. Uh, This also included the gang rape of one of the women, and uh, was uh, done by, I I guess it was uh, Hindus. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, there's, there's a lot of religious-based violence going on. And not just in India and Pakistan, we're seeing it in uh, Europe. You know, it, it's, you know, God wills it, God wills it. And they bring out the clubs here. All righty. Now, Britain has a secret cyber unit, the National Cyber Force. It's staffed by intelligence services and the Ministry of Defense. They've been carrying out cyber operations on a daily basis against Russia and China. And according to the latest Defense Command paper, the NCF has been using covert internet and technology techniques to sow distrust, decrease morale, and weaken the abilities of the overseas adversaries. In other words, they're posting propaganda onto the social media in those other countries. Alrighty. Speaking of Great Britain, uh, King Charles is going to receive an extra eighty million pounds from the taxpayer payers, part plural, over two years after a recalculation of the funding formula for the sovereign grant yesterday. Now his eighty six point three million pound annual funding from the government will remain flat for a fourth consecutive year next year, but will be boosted by just under forty million pounds in both twenty twenty five and twenty twenty six and uh, the seventy four year old monarch will benefit from a boom in offshore wind farms under a funding formula that pegs the sovereign grant to the equivalent of a percentage of the crown estate property empire's profits so <clears throat> It's nice to be that rich and not have to work for it here. Now, good news for Nigel Farage, okay? Uh, The British bank NatWest has now apologized to Nigel Farage after a bank report was released that found he was not inclusive enough and was holding Thatcherite beliefs. In other words, his uh, political views uh, were the reason his accounts were closed. I guess they're going to reopen them. Or maybe Nigel's going to say, I'll take my business elsewhere. Uh, But they are backing down. we got to take a break for commercials, and we will be right back. This is Elizabeth McCabe, a.k.a. Lucky One of True Frequency News. I wanted to tell you all about Extendivite from HeartDrop.com. Y'all know I check everything before I air it. When I heard about Extendivite on TFR, I went to HeartDrop.com and started my research. It's got cayenne. That's good for blood and circulation. It stimulates the blood flow. It's got garlic, which fights bacteria like antibiotics, and it lowers the cholesterol and blood pressure. It also has milk thistle, which is the best detox for liver. I couldn't wait to try it out, and I'm glad I did four months ago. And here's obvious results. 
My hands and feet don't get cold anymore. The varicose veins have faded too. My wrists don't hurt after typing all day. Now I tell you all this because it's true and I want you to really live life. Try Extendivite. Go to heartdrop.com and order it. Extendivite is only $69.95 for a two-month supply of either capsules or liquid. Call now. That's 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Tahibo Tea Club's original pure pouty arco super tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com. Or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113, drinksupertea.com. Antelope Hill Publishing is America's leading publisher of dissident books, bringing you a wide variety of new translations and original works on every subject, from the funding behind the transgender movement to firsthand memoirs of World War II previously inaccessible to English-speaking audiences. We publish books that mainstream publishers won't touch, full of information that challenges the political status quo. Whether you count yourself as a political dissident, student of history, connoisseur of philosophy, or enthusiast of exciting and thought-provoking fiction, you owe it to yourself to check out our catalog. With exclusive offerings like The Transgender Industrial Complex, Solzhenitsyn and the Right, The Open Society Playbook, Opioids for the Masses, and many more, there's something for everyone and new titles are added every month. Check out our catalog today at antelopehillpublishing.com and use code RBNREADERS2023 for 10% off your order. That's RBNREADERS2023 at antelopehillpublishing.com. We are living in dangerous days And I am frightened by what you say And welcome back to our show. And jumping back to COVID, I just saw a story flash by. The military is confirming there has been a 150% increase in myocarditis in the troops following the vaccination. So, yeah, there's a concern for national security there. Okay, China and Russia have kicked off their anticipated joint military exercises in the Sea of Japan. This began yesterday. Chinese state television has described the purpose as ensuring security of strategic passage at sea. Bloomberg noted of regional reporting that China and Russia are testing their joint combat capability via the exercise. Uh, There's no news as to how long this exercise will last. Okay, meanwhile... Republican members of the House Select Committee on the Chinese Communist Party uh, used much of their time during a hearing Thursday to accuse Biden officials of weakness for their willingness to engage with China, both diplomatically and economically. So these GOP 
representatives, you know, are out there cheering on. You know, we've got to stand strong and we've got to stand firm. Well, first of all, we need a lot of what China can manufacture because we can't manufacture it anymore. We used to be a manufacturing powerhouse, but starting in the 1980s, became all that offshoring, and uh, the tax laws were changed to actually incentivize moving America's manufacturing and tech jobs overseas, and we got swindled with the so-called service economy, which is the idea that you can prosper a nation by doing each other's laundry for a fee which didn't bring new money into the country from outside, but it did create new tax opportunities for the government. So, anyway, um, the uh, U.S. Navy Secretary Carlos del Toro said that the major multinational military training exercise launched in Australia sends a message to China that America's allies are cooperating to defend their security and democratic values. Boy, I wish we still had some of those in this country. So Talisman Sabre uh, began in 2005 as a biennial joint exercise between the U.S. and Australia. This year, it's 13 nations and more than 30,000 military personnel taking uh, part. Meanwhile, the House and Senate are gearing up for a fight on how much military aid to give Taiwan. I mean, we've almost bankrupted the country with all the money and weapons sent to Ukraine, which appears to have been a total waste because Ukraine is losing that war. And now they're going to turn around and say, well, we're going to start sending all your money over to Taiwan. And I think probably most Americans are getting a little bit tired of this. I mean, they're not taking care of this country. Look at all the homelessness, the drugs in the street, and failing infrastructure, and all of the money that should be going to fix our country is being lavished on all these other countries. And It's a shame. It's an absolute shame. The U.S. Africa Command yesterday said it launched an airstrike in Somalia in support of Mogadishu-based government forces that were engaged with al-Shabaab on the ground. They said they killed five of the al-Shabaab. No civilians were killed. Unfortunately, the Pentagon is notorious for undercounting civilian casualties, especially in Somalia. Now, oh, my goodness, we had to take a break for station identification. We're going to open up the phone lines, 512-248-8252, and we'll be right back. John, I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee, it's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. 
So it literally gets to consumers' house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth, truth.